Hi, I'm Kyle Barton, and on this 391st episode of the MWA podcast, Sean Wasuski, Mark Hicks, and I are asking Brian Opes the five questions. And if you want to hear more about Brian, be sure to check out his interview on episode 390. So, before we get started with the five questions, uh, do we have a sh- Patreon shout-out? We do. A, we want to extend a big thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. And to na- today, we are singling out Katie Thompson. Katie, <laughs> thank you for supporting us. If you would like to support the MWA podcast, go to patreon.com slash MWA podcast and put in your credit card, push the right buttons, and you'll be an official supporter of the show. Yep. And make sure if you don't follow Katie, get over there and Instagram, follow her. She's doing all sorts of great things, especially with the whole women and women and woodworking uh, stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, Katie's handle is uh, it's coming up here as I look (laughs) because I just see it. It, It's not it's not actually Katie uh, Thompson. It's K.T. Kozar, K.O.Z.A.R. That's why I didn't know it off the hand. And then can you just also follow Women of Woodworking? Yeah, yeah. Women of Woodworking is also there too, yes. Okay. So fantastic. All right. So let's move on to the five questions. Brian, how did yeah. you get into woodworking? When I was uh, in my residency in Pittsburgh, we uh, had a house that kind of was at the end of a cul-de-sac. And it was a lot of the guys and some women about my age. And we all kind of got together and you know, we're looking for stuff to do. And some of them were pretty handy. They were into plumbing or electrical. And so we kind of got to the point where if somebody needed something, we all got together and built it. You know, we built decks, sheds, uh, small additions, you know, stuff like that. And then when I had to move back to the Eastern side of Pennsylvania, I didn't have those people still around. So I was looking for something I could continue on to do. And then I'm like, you know what, I, I could build furniture. So I looked more and more into that. And then I, uh, I realized my grandfather, who actually passed away before I was born, was a master cabinet maker in Germany. And then we found his tools, his, his tool cabinet in my dad's uh, workshop. And then I t- brought that over here and uh, just got more and more into it. Instagram was um, immensely helpful, mm-hmm. learning, seeing what others are doing. Uh, so that's kind of what brought me into it. And, you know, it, it's something you can kind of pick up and work on here and there. And I have a pretty busy schedule most days. So it's something I can run down the shop and do a half an hour with. You know, on the weekends, I can, you know, put a couple hours in. And uh, so that's kind of that's kind of where I, how I got to my journey here. Cool. Awesome. Oh, cool. Cool. Do you still have the uh, still have the tool cabinet? I do. Uh, a lot of the his planes were handmade. Um, there oh, are some, cool. some stamps in the irons that I don't recognize. And I, I kind of gave a half effort once to figure out where they were from in Germany. But this was the time of the Great Depression. So the cabinet was handmade. Mm-hmm. Um you know, all the blades look manufactured, but he's got a uh, marking gauge that he made, um, all sorts of like scrub planes. Um, it, it's quite, it's quite something. That you know, is the cabinet, really cool. Yeah, the cabinet, you got to be very careful. It might explode at any point, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's my dad never really touched it. Uh, and my dad was very handy, but he never did any kind of woodworking. You know, he was more of a car guy, mm-hmm. uh, DIY sure. person. So, sure, sure. so yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's right next to my, my tool chest actually. So. That's, oh, that's awesome. Cool. awesome. Yeah, the handmade planes are, that's got to be really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, so if you were to open up either of those tool chests, what would be your favorite tool within them? <laughs> you know, I debated this earlier. I was going to say a draw knife, but I'm going to change my answer to a spoke shave. Because with a spoke shave, you can do so many things, and you can also get yourself out of a lot of trouble. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, especially in chair making, you know, you can use a spoke shave from anything to, you know, shape your spindles, to, you know, play with the end of the seat, chamfer the bottom of the legs. Uh, it's so universal tool. And then when you get a chance to play with some of the nicer spoke shaves, like like Caleb James, uh, some of the Leo Nielsen ones, they're just an absolute dream to use. So it's, and it's hard to get yourself in trouble with it. It's very hard to, to cut yourself with it. It's a safe tool. Uh, it's something I let my kids use uh, when they were in their, when they come down to the shop when they were younger. Very true. A little stick of wood. They sit on the shave horse. They just kind of pull it and make some little curly cues, and they get a big kick out of it. And they don't have to worry about that they're going to put a draw knife into their chest. So it's that's probably my favorite tool. Yeah, if you think about it, I mean, as far as the kids safe thing, it it's a it's a vegetable peel, right? I mean, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It's about that safe. You can cut yourself in the kitchen, you know, <laughs> you know, on a cucumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> vegetable peeler but mm-hmm. like in general it is pretty safe i think it might even the, be safer than that you know yeah you, I think so, you can a, only I mean, cut yourself so and, deep yeah I, you, you yeah. can't cut yourself so deep yeah and i will say my, my vegetable peeler is not nearely as sharp as my spoke shave but, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah right well, it's like a it's like a hand plane but it's so much more fun to use you know it is it is um, it's super fun yeah yeah my kid spent many an hour uh well, five minutes at a time <laughs> using a spoke shave on the shave horse before he lost interest and walked away. Yeah, that is fantastic. For sure. So so uh, basically spinning right off that, you know, we've got, we've got family history. We've got favorite tool. So who has influenced you the most? I think of all the people that I've, you know, outside my own family that I've met that in the woodworking world, it's uh, probably Greg Pennington out of mm. uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've, I've been down to Greg's shop five or six times now. And uh, I learned a tremendous amount. It, it's if you've never built a chair, don't ever hesitate if you want to. It's it's something that that he can teach you. Anybody can do it, you know. And he's got a teaching style that I I really enjoy. It's it's very welcoming. It's very uh, easy to understand. It's not intimidating, you know. So I try and, and actually do some of my professional career in that way. You know, when I conduct meetings, uh, talk to staff. Uh, he's a true Southern gentleman. Uh, you know he. He knows have a good time. You know, he's <laughs> his musical choices are, are are outstanding. You know, if if you walk into his shop, it's probably the one of the most welcoming places you'll ever be as well. You, know, you walk in, there's a banjo, there's a you know Gibson guitar, there's draw knives everywhere. Um, you know, a pile of shavings is as tall as, as you are, uh, <laughs> and it's just he's probably the nicest guy that I think I've that I've professionally met. Uh, and you know, I, I see how he works with people uh, now. Now that I've made a few chairs. You know, I'll kind of try and get out of his hair a little bit, and I can see how he's teaching some of the newer folks, and you can kind of see the light bulbs going off in their head. And I hope to, as I progress in my woodworking career, use that knowledge like he does to teach other folks. Uh, you know, right now, the only thing I'm teaching anybody is how to make a, a Pinewood Derby car. But <laughs> yeah. hey, that's important yeah. work, too. Every every car has come out of my shop, except for one is one first place. I just want to say that. Okay. But, there you go. Can you come yeah. down and run a clinic for, for our den? <laughs> <laughs> sure sure we put the uh, least amount of work into our car this year and it was the fastest one we've ever made wow <laughs> so i don't know yeah. so yeah, as, some, as some a lot of reasons. a lot of very smart dads have, have figured out over time that it there's very little effect to a wooden you know rectangle with wheels that you can do to actually there's not really that much to it. oh oh it, it, it's not yeah 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 i mean <laughs> Come on, Diami was spinning axles on the lathe, you know. Uh, I mean, there are uh-huh. there are there are known quantities to improve on. 
Yeah. But other than the fact there's there's no shape that makes a difference. There really isn't. It's too short to make drag a thing to make. Oh, it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, you Those want flat you want cars ma- go fast. Yeah. The majority of weight you want one inch in front of the rear axle, forward of the rear yeah. axle. Yep. So you know, so that's why a lot of people are taking away a lot of the material in the front, backloading it. You know, but right. you don't want it mm. too far back because then you're going then you're going up, do yeah, a wheelie. Lose, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you want basically at the end of the the ramp, you want some weight at the very tail end, not the tail end, but near the tail end, to propel you through the flat. That's that's Correct. all it is, right? I think we have a special episode coming up for next fall. <laughs> Pinewood. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we need a Pinewood episode. I would say my kids <laughs> never got into it, but I grew up through it, and um. In my time, I didn't win anything, but my brother won first place, second place, third place. That design, he got it all, you know. But this is this was the '80s, and I know it's changed since. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can buy insane like we balanced wheels and polished axles all mm-hmm. online. Yeah, yeah. Most of these people, they just buy a kit, you know, the 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 two oh, kits sure. and, mm-hmm. and put them together. And meanwhile, my kids, <laughs> this year he was, I was like. Buddy, you're drawing the shape, and then I'm gonna cut it on the bandsaw, and then you're on your own. Like this mm-hmm. is your car now, and that's and, what it uh, should be. Darling. Yeah, and he was in there filing the burrs off the underside of the brads, and is this good enough? Nope. <laughs> <Go back. laughs> so I set him up with a little, you know, a hand screw in a leg vise so that he could put it in there and file it, and uh, he got a little magnifying glass so he could see what he was doing. And wow, um, you know, I I set him up, and then. Um, you know, I said, when you feel like you're, you know, I'll tell you if I think it's okay or not, but if, if you feel like you're done, then you can stop, but the results are yours, you know, and, uh, he, he worked pretty hard on it. So yeah, it's fun. It it is a very rewarding project if you allow it to be for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do they still do the, uh, the big, the big soapbox derby stuff? I, in my, in my time in it in the eighties, we didn't do so. Okay. Well, Where, my time it, that might the, not be everywhere, you know. Yeah, my time in the seventies, we did. Yeah. I also live in Northwest Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. A glacier kind of flattened our terrain. Well, that's <laughs> true too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyway. I think the insurance companies got involved in that and said, <laughs> "Oh, I, oh, I didn't even think about that." Yeah, you're probably yeah. exactly right. Yeah, we're not putting kids in these things that dads built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we did. Red- we did. We used to do a sled race in the winter at a like a winter camp okay that and there was sense. a it was yeah. a it was supposed to be a troop built and troop run thing and my troop was notorious for winning at the time because we were all soccer players and so we all wore our cleats and we put the youngest <laughs> you know, 13 year old in that thing and and it was and like just, a bobsled start it was mm. and we oh no and it was like six guys pushing a sled on a flat field you know oh it's, oh okay it's, so it's okay. it's like a you know, and there's turns and stuff in it. It's kind of complicated, but we like we were bending, you know, metal rails to to make this thing and a safe thing for somebody to sit in. You know, when the awesome. ca- when the kid weighs like 60 pounds and you've got 400 pounds pushing, you know, <laughs> we're just we're just going as fast as we can. You know, it was it was super fun. Okay. Well, other than you know the occasional piece of Pinewood Derby offcuts, uh, w- what has been your biggest stumbling blocks? Ooh, that was. Nice segue there. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> working on it's, it. <laughs> it's probably the same for everybody else. It, it's just getting started. You know, it you have uh, analysis, uh, paralysis by analysis. I guess yeah. is mm-hmm. the thing. You oh, way overthink things way too much, and if you just you know just start taking your stock apart and start with that. Once once you actually start making some cuts and have some sawdust flying, you know, I think it's uh, 
it's a lot easier once you get to that point. When I was, you know, a few years ago when the kids were younger, it was difficult just getting the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, to, you have to put the kids to bed and they didn't want you to make much noise downstairs. So uh, that would have been my answer a few years ago. But at this point, it's, it's just just getting going. You know, uh, I've got all, all, I hate to say all the tools that I need, uh, the majority of what I need, because uh, you, know, you always need more tools. Yeah. So or clamps at least. I was yeah, going to yeah. say, there's never a clamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's just getting going. And, um, and unfortunately now, you know, the cost of sheet goods and, and lumber is also kind of limiting mm. some of what I want to do. But. Mm, yeah that makes sense hindsight 2020 but it was good to have a stockpile if you had it yes (laughs) yeah estate sales look more more and more attractive now when you start buying stands of lumber from people that have had it for years oh for sure Mm -hmm. sure so uh i mean that's that's for sure i mean like getting that first step is like the biggest step digging in and in whatever you're driving through you know i went the hand tool route uh you've stumbled into chair making and and dabble in cabinet making, you know, yeah. the, all these things kind of vary into it. But that aside, how has the in, the internet influenced you in your work? It really opened my eyes to what is possible. You know, I, I think I can make a decent table or desk. And then I look on Instagram and I, I know you can kind of play with image quality and shoot only the good angle or something. But some of the work that some of these folks are putting out is absolutely phenomenal. So I think if anything, it inspires me to become better. And I also learn a lot of ways to do things faster. Hmm. And one one of the things that I'm trying to concentrate on is building lighter, but still keeping the same strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's easy, it's easy to make something rock solid, but it's also like a gazillion pounds. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, I look at the things, um, you know, like um, uh, Orion Cheney from Mountaintop Joiner, you know, people who make these beautiful cabinets and bookcases, you know, Caleb Jaynes and Eric, Aaron Conazero uh, and those folks. And you realize... That's what I want to be. I'm never going to make a studly tool chest, but I want <laughs> I want to make something that my kids are going to fight over. And these folks that I see out there really inspire me to try and do better. Uh, I learned a lot of finishing tips because uh, it's one of the things that I really struggle with is you know that last the last mile so to speak. Uh, and um, I also learned that there's a whole world of boutique tools once you get away from uh, you know things like Woodcraft and Rockler. You know, uh, you know, I've become friends with a lot of these guys like, you know, Jason Thickpen from Texas Heritage and mm-hmm. Chris Keene and, and uh, Jeff Hamilton. And so, I've, you know, I try and support these guys when I can. Um, so, I, you know, I've, I have a pretty nice tool collection, I think, uh, that hopefully, you know, will pass down to my, to my kids. So, um, but I, I realize that it's a beautiful craft. There's always room for improvement. There's always somebody who's going to improve on your design. And I think it just kind of keeps pushing me forward and forward as, as time goes on. No, that's well put. Well put. It, um, it it really does. I mean, it, it's it, I like that that comment. You know, what's what's possible because you see that. Like for sure, you know, I I I built a shelf in a closet to hold DVDs before Instagram existed, and and it was like, oh, you know, I've got the know-how, but I made it an MDF and and mm-hmm. whatever, and it's it's too heavy for what it is, and it's too clunky for what it is, and there's ways around that, and. And uh, before that, even I, you know, I built a, after I was framing houses, I was still like snowboarding as a older youth. And um, um, I was like, oh, I, I want to make a ramp. You know, I want to make a, just a slant ramp and a flat thing just to try to practice on that when, when the, the conditions are right. Well, I put Joyce hangers on two by fours inside a box that was only two foot long, you know, wide and four feet long. 
like way overkill. The thing weighs 45 pounds for no good reason. You know, it does what it needs, but it's way, it's bomb proof and it still exists. My kids have done everything from run skateboards and bikes and remote control cars over it, you know, and this is 20 years after I built it. It, it was never intended to last this, but um, there's something to that, like understanding the materials, understanding the construction in a way that it, it doesn't have to necessarily, I mean, it doesn't have to look bomb proof to be bomb proof, I guess, Correct. Is, is yeah. maybe mm -hmm. you know, like there's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, good information out there to find a way to, to make something that is stable. Like you were saying before, um, uh, an earlier episode with the, you know, how do you make a large box that doesn't have a back be structurally sound, but it also has to be movable. You know, Correct. there, there's a lot of things at play there. Um, and you know, Luan is your friend, <laughs> you know, but, you know, instead of half inch OSB, you know, there's a major difference between those materials. Um, but they, in one direction, they structurally do very similar things, you know, yeah. and so that all plays in there. It's it's kind of it's kind of wild. Yeah, and of course, you know, I don't think ramps normally have dovetails, but you know, what you did is great. <laughs> hey, you uh, know, <laughs> only the finest boutique ramps do. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's when you buy the big Domino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Domino. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, if I was to make, because because I, I did make uh, a few ramps in my day back in. Uh, Back in elementary school and junior high. Um, but, uh, yeah, if I had a domino back then, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> Our ramps consisted of whatever rocks and bricks we could find and, a, like, yeah. a two-foot-long piece of two-by-four. And if you couldn't mm -hmm. hit the two-by-four, <laughs> that's your problem. Well, yeah. You're just going to endo on the rocks. That's oh, no. Sp specific uh, to the uh, RC so cars, because my kids have, like, fifth-scale RC cars. They're, like, two feet long. They're mm -hmm. bigger. Oh, jeez. You know, the dip in my driveway you will do a backflip in those cars. That's fun. But a more controlled ramp is the mm -hmm. wood ramp, you know, <laughs> and you exactly. can, you can launch off that one. That one's fantastic. Well, with that, uh, uh, where can uh, folks find you on the interwebs, Brian? Uh, basically just use Instagram, uh, but it's Obst Woodworks and Obst is very simple. O B S T. All right, Mark, what about yourself? Well, for all things, Workbench, Shave Horse, or Moxon Spring. Uh, I think I think an order. <laughs> Still or two pushing came those in. springs, are you? Yeah, I think uh, I think I got a couple orders while we were recording this. Um, you can go over to plate11.com uh, if you are wanting to learn about hand tools, uh, all the basics, and then on up to more advanced stuff here before too long. You can go to jointeffort.net. And if you're uh, wanting to um, put in for the heirlooms project that we're doing uh just send me a message there or look for the heirlooms page at some point that'll pop up and maybe it'll be before this airs so uh how about you kyle uh you can always find me on instagram at barton.kyle or at bb custom tools or you can also find me at bbcustomtools.com and on YouTube under BB Custom Tools or Kyle Barton. And of course, don't forget about moxinsprings.com. Sean, <laughs> what about yourself? <laughs> if my last name was as nice as Brian's with only four letters, I'd, it'd be different. But you can find me most, most places at Sean W. 78. So is 78 the number of letters in your last name? No, 78's <laughs> the year I was born in, but thank oh, you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> And that just about wraps it up for this show. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.